Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to FreightWaves Live at Home. We are excited uh, about this uh, topic we've got in front of us today, which is SPACs, S-P-A-C-S. SPAC is basically a special purpose acquisition company. If you've been uh, following FreightWaves and uh, general media, you know that uh, this is a subject that has been heavily in the finance and business news pages. It's something that has, uh, in some ways, taken Wall Street by storm this year, more than any in the past. And it's something that gives us a great opportunity to welcome our guest, Vince Cubbage. Vince is the C uh, Chief Executive Officer of Tortoise Acquisition Corporation. He is a veteran of private equity, of investment banking, and most importantly, of decarbonization. That is, this is the area that is his expertise. It's what he does that he is now trying to make investments in. Uh, you might remember his name from the recent uh, uh, business combination of Tortoise Acquisition Corp with Hylion Holdings Company, now the name Hylion. It's a company that we've written a lot about here at FreightWaves, and it's something that uh, Vince, I think, is in a unique position to help us with to understand a little better. Welcome, Vince. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Listen, we, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. We've got, we've got a lot going on here uh, in this subject, and, and I think that uh, I, I, I think, why is it that we're seeing so much activity uh, this year uh, with SPACs, Vince? You know, Alan, you're right about the level of activity. Uh, there are a number of SPACs out there. By our count, there are 223 active SPACs. 171 of those are still looking for a combination, and they have over $59 billion of capital to invest. Uh, in terms of why companies are interested in SPACs, from their perspective, uh, they have a straightforward path to being public. Uh, they're accomplishing that goal through a merger agreement, and in the merger agreement, they know the quantum of capital they'll raise, they know the valuation that it'll be raised at, and they have a reasonable certainty uh, of that deal happening. From the, the IPO investor's point of view, uh, they have a low opportunity cost to make this SPAC investment. You know, they invest in, in uh, for instance, Tortoise Acquisition Corp., they're relying upon us to go find them a high-quality private company. Uh, we come back and show them, for instance, uh, and they get a chance to underwrite that uh, really prior to the merger closing. Uh, if they like the deal, they stay invested, uh, hopefully for the long term. Uh, the stock's traded well in our case. Uh, if, if someone brings them a deal they don't like, uh, they have the opportunity to either sell in the market or redeem out at the closing. So from an IPO investor's point of view, it's a, a very low-risk way to uh, evaluate that. Well, certainly with the kind of money that you're talking about. Now, your, your effort with, uh, with Hylion, like, like many SPACs, quite honestly, it moves very quickly. I mean, one of the things that happens uh, is you've got, you know, four to six months maybe, although we just saw one close uh, recently in 11 weeks. And that brings up the question that gets asked a lot, and that is about due diligence. It, it, does, the, does the diligence really get done properly on these things? I mean, certainly you see the short seller attack on Nikola, and you say, well, you know, should they have done more? Should they have looked farther back? That kind of thing. Where, where are you on that? Uh, really, I think that the answer to the question on due diligence has more to do with the team, the transactional experience and expertise of the sponsor and the SPAC team, than it does the time spent doing due diligence. In our case, uh, we thought Hylion was, was fairly quick. Uh, from the time that we engaged with the company until the time we signed the merger agreement was 102 days. And the time from 
um, when we announced the merger to the closing was 104 days. So in our circumstance, it was 206 days. Uh, during that entire time, we were uh, both diligencing the investment as well as helping prepare the company to be a public company. And uh, we have a, a long-term commitment to it. Uh, Stephen Pang and I are both going on the board, and uh, we intend to help uh, continue helping the company you know, over a very long period of time. Look, there are others out there that are very uh, interested in kind of a, a, a quick deal. Uh, I would never grade the success of a deal based on how quickly you got it done. I'd grade it based on how well you know it and how well you uh, identified and evaluated and addressed the risks. Well, certainly the expertise is, is a big piece of it. And you told me when we talked a couple of months ago that, you know, your background in decarbonization, fuel cells, and other areas that you've worked in, that puts you in a position where you're not just a money man, right? You've got that background too, of course. But, but you've got this opportunity now to, to bring expertise to bear. That's really not the case in a lot of specs, I don't think. And yet, what you describe is a situation where it looks pretty good to everybody right now. How do we get away from the idea that this is a flavor of the month or flavor of the week? Well, you know, it's a good question. I would say that the strap, really the SPAC is a structure, right? It's, it's not a product. It's a way to affect a capital investment into a private business and have that company uh, be represented in the public markets. Um, you know, our focus was on decarbonization, energy transition, sustainability. We were very disciplined in both the companies we were looking for, as well as the type of transaction structure that we were willing to uh, execute. Um, you know, if, if you think about the moment in time, there's a tremendous amount of capital that's being formed around the electrification of transportation, around decarbonization. Uh, and a lot of the companies that are, are seeking that capital are next generation processes. Their solutions are evolving, uh, they're complex, uh, they have longer dated business plans, and uh, the SPAC structure is a way to, to have someone like us diligence those plans and to um, uh, really describe and, and um, evaluate those business plans through a, a long dated process rather than a, a short form, you know, kind of public market roadshow. The Wall Street Journal reported recently that, that SPACs appear to be finding a place alongside private equity and traditional IPOs in, 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 in new business launches. Um, you're starting a second SPAC following the highly on uh, business combination, uh, and that suggests that you and Tortoise uh, think that this is a way to go. Talk to us a little bit about what the second SPAC is looking for and where you are in the target uh, acquisition phase. Yeah, that's a great question. Now, I think SPACs as a way to go public um, is, is here to stay. Uh, I think that you're seeing an expansion of the, of the sector in part because it, it adds a lot of value to companies, particularly ones that are longer dated business plans, more complex in their story, uh, have you know, higher level of diligence requirements. Uh, if done right, the SPAC can bridge that gap. The, uh, you know, kind of the path to public market that, that we were pursuing is decarbonization, energy sustainability. Uh, we found Hylion in that search really through the renewable fuel uh, um, thread. Uh, we weren't out looking for an electrification, uh, an EV company. Uh, we found them as a, as a tangential company that was focused on using renewable natural gas to decarbonize uh, supply chain transportation. Uh, as we think about SPAC 2, we're, we're staying uh, consistent with our, our prior search focus. 
We're looking for decarbonization, uh, energy transition, sustainability companies. Uh, you know, it's really the roots of our firm. Uh, Tortoise Ecofin uh, has both a, a traditional expertise as well as a, a clean energy and kind of energy tech focus. And um, there are literally hundreds of companies in that sector, and, and we're very busy kind of working through our list of those and prioritizing which ones we think are, are ready for the public markets and are interested in having us help them tell that story. Right. Uh, we may, may or may not uh, uh, have a, a version of a Green New Deal, but we may. Uh, but I would suspect that your work in decarbonization is spot on with maybe where this country is heading. And that does open up a lot of opportunities, maybe even for some funding beyond what you could raise in terms of, you know, your IPO and, 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 and the uh, 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 private investment and, in, uh, excuse me, public investment in private equity or the pipe. Uh, those are the sort of the standard fare. But if we do end up with a lot of uh, government involvement in, in green energy and in uh, decarbonization, I would think you would have uh, a lot of people coming alongside you. I think our timing is very good. I think the competition will continue to uh, uh, realize that, and we will see more more SPACs trying to enter into this sector. Uh, but you know, we have good contacts. We have a good understanding of the drivers of the business. Um, we are experts in transactional execution, which I think uh, can't be replicated. Uh, you know, you, you can't be a, a celebrity CEO and come in and and. Um, uh, pretend you know how to execute M&A and access to capital markets and the IPO process, which are really the three components of a successful SPAC. You know, another criticism of, of SPACs, and we've certainly seen this again, some of the stuff I've been writing and, and has, has been in, in the news quite a bit, um, is this whole idea of, of share volatility or price volatility, both before uh, you get the combination done and usually that's sort of shown itself as a run-up. You had that happen with Hylion. And then once the combination is done, somehow the short sellers come out and they take their shots. And then maybe the shares go down. What, how should we look at this? And I know you've said in the past, don't pay attention to share price. Give Thomas Healy all the credit in the world for that discipline. He says the same thing. But, but really, what should the guidance be, if there is any, from a guy who understands, and you do, what should we take from all this volatility? You know, I, I really equate the volatility to two things. It's the, it's, it really, it's, this is going to sound kind of corporate finance uh, uh, theory, but it's the, it's the present value of expected future returns and the availability, kind of the supply and demand of those shares. And I think the volatility really revolves around there being a limited supply of shares and there being a great amount of enthusiasm in the investor community, both retail and institutional, around the investment returns that are possible over the long term by companies that successfully solve the carbon problems. Uh, and so you know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're right. I wouldn't say they're wrong. It's really an individual investor's decision. And then the availability of stock to buy at the time he, makes, or he or she makes that decision. You mentioned retail, and I'm glad you did, because I think that's what, a lot of what we've seen. We've seen, uh, and I won't, I won't pick on Robinhood, but I'll mention them. Uh, you've seen a lot of these uh, modern-day traders, if you will, that are chasing you know, pennies and changes and, and that sort of thing and driving some of these uh, stocks a, a little crazy. 
Um, is this something that is good for these companies, or is it something that is just kind of where we are with so many people at home and nothing to do? <laughs> I've seen that theory, uh, and, and it'll be interesting to see if it's proven out. Um, you know, in, in terms of, of the Robin Hood effect, uh, look, all of these companies want broad-based support. They want enthusiastic investors. Uh, and, and I know in Thomas's case, he is deeply committed to delivering for those investors. Uh, it really kind of dovetails back into the volatility comment. Uh, these SPAC structures have a layer of complexity to them, from the IPO to the announcement to closing to the registration of the shares that are issued in the pipe that occurs post-closing, and then the eventual lockups of shareholders and groups of shareholders that have agreed to post-transaction lockups in order to season the company in the IPO markets. Uh, you know, my advice to, to anyone that asks uh, as an investor is to make sure you know what you're investing in and make sure you don't only, you, you need to understand the business, but you also need to understand the technicals around the security that you own in that business. And I think uh, some, of the, some of the places where people get, you know, surprised on volatility is when uh, the technicals uh, come into play on top of the fundamentals. And by that, I mean a, a registration statement uh, on a pipe, which is part of the original transaction. It's described in the merger agreement. It's described in the proxy statement. But somehow some of these investors don't know that's going to happen. And when it does happen, they misinterpret what that, that SEC document's actually disclosing. So, you know, maybe in a nutshell is uh, there's some very good companies out here. I believe Hylion's one of them, but uh, the caution to all investors is to, to make sure you know what you're investing in before you invest in it. Uh, Vince, it's been great having you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to, to share with us on a great subject and one that we wish you all the, all the best with. Well, Alan, thank you for having me. And, and you know, you bring up Thomas. Uh, I think he's an exceptional leader. I think he has an exceptional company. And uh, I appreciate you spending the time to get to know him and uh, the opportunity to meet you myself. Uh, thanks for having me on, and, and I look forward to uh, speaking in the future. Okay. Thanks very much. Thank you.